0: 1991 i was the recipient of the ever so loving nickname tia talk now this could have stunted my extroverted self but instead i embraced that name like it was my job almost 30 years later that name still rings true here's the deal though i actually really love to listen to Someone once joked that this only happens on Tuesdays, though. Now, I don't want to disappoint your expectations of the show, so we won't be off too often, but on occasion, you will hear from people other than myself. This episode happens to be one of those. Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in for this beautiful episode of Tina Talks. And we are specifically speaking these next few weeks to some of the top leaders. In the network marketing space people that have uh, really dove into having this be their thing they've like kind of hung their hat to say this is the company i love to be with this is the product that i adore i'm growing and developing a team um, whether i've completely supplemented my income or my even my husband's or whatever that is like I this is what I do and so I am so excited Dina to have you here with me and so I know that not everyone cares about all these little details but I just love how you meet people right like it's just so fun to know like well how did you meet this person how do you even know her and so Dina and I got to meet uh, just last week in Spokane which I'm in you know Hudson Wisconsin Twin Cities area of Minnesota and I flew out for a networking event uh, with my good friend, Terry Johnson, who runs Refine Communities. I know you all, if you've been listening, you hear me talk about it quite a bit because it's been a big influence in my world. But uh, Dina was at the launch of the Spokane uh, Refine Gathering. And so I heard her talk and she's got this cute little bag with all this like design on it, and this crazy jacket. And I'm like, what does this girl do? Like, I need to meet her. And so she uh, shared a little bit, you shared Dina, a little bit of what you're up to and I'd love for you to share with everybody else, but it was just so neat here. I am in another state and I'm like, I need to know what's up with this girl. And okay, so for one, backtrack a little bit. My mom's name is Dina and it's not a common name and either is Tina. And so right away, I'm like, how do you spell your name? Well, she has two E's. I'm just one E. She's two E's. She's got one up me. Um, <laughs> but, well, Dana, thank you so much for being here, and if you could just share what you're currently doing, and then I'll dive in, and we can share a little bit deeper, but if people can just know what's currently going on in your world uh, as far as business.
1: Well, thank you, Tina, yeah. for inviting me here on this podcast with you. I love it. I love your name, and I love, yeah, just our instant connection. I'm like, ooh, I remember be- your name. Please. Yeah. <laughs> So lots of fun. I loved the refined gathering. Oh, my gosh. I felt like I found my tribe of people. Like, right. just the whole, um, you know, networking, uh, loving on Jesus, and business, like, business building topics. I'm like, I just found my jam.
0: Uh-huh. Isn't it crazy? I mean, I think that that is something for all everyone that's listening to even, like, encourage you to find your people, find your tribe. Find your group, you know, and although these people are in business already, it it doesn't mean at all that they couldn't join your team or at least be a customer and or just be one of your biggest cheerleaders. So joining networking groups is so, so powerful in person, like not just online. Like I know we only now get to be friends online because we live in different states, but at least we got to meet each other in person and the bond forms so much deeper. So anyways, now I just interrupted you. Keep going.
1: <laughs> so I um, totally love what I do. I feel very called um, to be in the space that I am. Although sometimes I'm like, really God, is this really what we're doing? This is what you want me to do? But okay, Um, I just know that um, being in a networking space has really uh, brought so much value to my life. I love that I get to inspire others, inspire my team. I've grown such a large team, such a large organization. I feel super blessed by that. Um, I've been involved with my company for the last three years, and I got to be a part of the launching of my company. Um, It's Monate Global, so it's a um, naturally-based hair care company. And they just launched in 2014. I joined in July of 2015. And within that first year, I became a founder with the company, so I get um, extra perks for being a founder, yeah. including profit sharing, which just is like such a life changer for our family. I was able to actually let go of my former job after eight months of being in my company, and so now I just get to work
0: from home. Yes, I love it. We were just, before we hit the record button, we were talking about our offices and our space and everything, so... Um, it's so fun to like get a little preview. You guys don't get to see the recording of us jamming out here, but it's like we're hanging out in each other's homes. So, just being comfy and cozy, and being able to see all the cuteness behind each other, and all that fun stuff. But I love. I mean, the minute you told me your story, and I saw on your business card that you were a founder. I mean, I know what that's like. In in I know the found, some of the founders in within you know my company. And being able to, you know, understand that and know the power of that. And you use the word profit sharing, which that's what it is. And it's so, I mean, I don't usually like to get into the the, um, the naysayers of network marketing. You know, the people that, you know, think, oh, is this legitimate? You know, why are you doing this? And all of that stuff, like all those voices, I love to just kind of like push them out. Let's not talk about them. But right now, I just want to bring up like, how can you discount the idea of this business when there is so much leg- legitimacy is yeah that's a word <laughs> to this business you know of uh, make myself sound like a dumb one but um anyways um no <laughs> way but uh you know really honestly that that you're receiving profit sharing from a company that you just said yeah like i love this product my hair looks awesome i it works really well and and it and it goes quickly beyond the product and Although I, I really truly never want someone to join my team if they're not obsessed with the product, um, and you know, to build the business. But it, it does quickly. If if it's gonna be, it's it's gonna, be, you know, if you're gonna decide to do the business and it's gonna work for you, and I think a lot of times it's like, oh wow, it, it's hard for it not to become about the business because you want so badly to share with people. What it is you're able to now do with your life because of products you love, and that. So, can you share a little bit about like what that looked like for you? Like, you found the product, and then, or did you find the business opportunity first, or what did that look like?
1: Oh, it was such a fateful day because I, at the time, I was with a different direct selling company, and yep. so I kind of my like start my base. Um, with this other company and was actually where I saw the, the bigger vision mm-hmm. um, and, and that vision was painted for me. So I was actually um, really actively working and earning, working to earn my car. I was working for a um, white Chevy Cruze and I was meeting a hundred people a month, having three to five parties a week and doing anything that I could do to be a leader Uh, I wanted to be a sales director with this company. And so that very day, I was asked last minute to be a fill-in for a vendor event for this uh, women's uh, marathon event. Mm -hmm. And I literally felt just the strongest calling that I had to go. I felt like I was gonna meet someone that was gonna change the face of my business like I seriously had that thought so deep in my heart so I was there for a two hour time slot and it was kind of expensive I remember thinking about I'm like sixty dollars for two hours <laughs> but I knew I had to be there right mm-hmm. so I went and I'm not kidding you I was just there talking chatting with people and I'll never forget my friend my beautiful friend Michelle comes walking around the corner and the convention center had these huge windows And it was literally like God shined a light on her hair. It was just shiny, blonde, healthy, gorgeous. And I was immediately drawn to her. I went out from behind the booth. I went up to her, grabbed her, and said, oh my gosh, your hair is beautiful. I love your hair. Who's your hairdresser? And that's how our journey began.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. And
1: so I was drawn in by her hair. Yeah. and then at that time, I was experiencing hair loss myself. I know I sound like I'm 12, but I'm actually in my 40s. and <laughs> I'm a grandma, so I'm old enough. Um, but I started experiencing some loss with my hair when I turned 40. I think I was under just a lot of stress. Um, I was working really hard. But she was telling me about how the uh, products, how the uh, shampoo can really help it's restorative. It's restorative to the hair. So it was almost like an answer to prayer in the product category, mm-hmm. but I had no idea that it, that my whole entire life was going to change through the business opportunity. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Awesome. I love that. And it goes, I didn't even know that part of your story at all, that you were in another network marketing company and then moved to this. So when I started out the whole interview saying, oh, you never know, like someone at the meeting could be someone, you know, and it's so true that, I mean, oftentimes we overlook people that are already successful. Like when I started in network marketing, I I couldn't have been busier. My life could not have been more stressed. There's no way I should have said yes to another thing. Like I I shouldn't have at that time. And I just couldn't not like my neighbor introduced me and just to the product I just used for an entire year An entire year. I just used a product and now I look back, no regrets. I was in a different phase of my life and all the things, but I'm like, what if I would have started then? Like, you know, and so it's just so crazy to think about. So, okay. So you started using the products and you were already in a different company. How did you make that transition? Cause clearly you were rocking it in one And, like, share with me not only, like, what you did, but even how, like, if you can remember back some of that mindset stuff, like, really, I'm going to do that? You know, some of that I think would be helpful for people because you're not alone in the fact that maybe you, you know, were in another uh, network marketing company or maybe you dabbled in one before that or whatever. Like, it's so common um, and sometimes cannot be taken seriously when people do that. But clearly, you've been doing fine. So, anyway, share a little bit of that.
1: Well, it took a little bit of time for, for Michelle and I to connect, and thankfully, I had her fill out um, a slip so that she could come and we could, uh, she, her name would be entered into our drawing and that she, we could meet up and give, and have a free facial. The only thing is, I didn't put my name on it, she didn't give me her business card, and kind of. The whole sample thing fell fell to the wayside because of the fact that um, I had to leave. She brought my sample by, but one of the gals from the booth took my sample. <laughs> and so, anyway, um, the good thing though is she her her name ended up in my stack of leads to call, and thankfully I was disciplined enough to call, and so. Um, it had been. I met her in May, and I actually didn't contact her till um, July. And I kind of went through just. Um, I, I hit a wall. I was eighteen hundred short from from earning my car after working really incredibly hard for four months, and I just kept feeling like, God, what is going on? Why am I hitting this wall? Why? You know I feel that you called me to this opportunity, to this business, but I don't understand. The blessing just wasn't there or I wasn't working hard enough, I just couldn't quite grasp it. So I remember on June 30th that year, I was depressed, like literally I wanted to quit network marketing and just go back to just, the, you know, my regular safe job. Mm-hmm. I, I made a decision, and I prayed about it, and I felt like God t- kept telling me to move forward. So that day, I called Michelle on June, July 1st, and we met on July 8th. And um, that's when I did a facial with her, and she brought me a new sample pack. And I just remember that day so poignant because i it took me 45 minutes to set up for her. Um, I had $4,000 worth of inventory in my car. I was going to sell product that day. yeah And I made my, my mind up for that. Um, but I remember when she walked in and she just handed me the sample and said, here you go, Spidey. here's your sample. And right away, my wheels started turning and I'm like, uh-huh. that process was so easy. easy. Mm-hmm. And, and. I did my thing with her and she was so sweet she bought product for me but after i just kept questioning her i said tell me more about this company and tell me more about the you know the people behind it because i was really drawn in i had a lot of people come to me about different companies but i never really felt at home Mm -hmm. and i never felt at home at the current company i was in as well but the more she told me about the company, the people, I started getting excited. And I almost saw this, uh, just this vision in my head. I felt like God was saying to me, do you want to work really, really hard for the next five to seven years? Or do you want to work really hard for the next five to seven years and help launch a company? And I just remember the women who had started the company that I was in. And I thought, wow. Wow. I could be that, I could be one of those people that helps start a legacy company mm-hmm. and so it was such a whirlwind of emotion that day that I just remember being like, whoa, my mind is blown <laughs> by this possibility and um, I just felt like so drawn that I needed to be in that space. So um I took home the sample used it fell in I I told Michelle if it doesn't smell good I'm not gonna like it I'm just gonna be honest (laughs) but it smelled good it felt good I told my husband that like I'm like oh my gosh my mind is blown right now like I think I might be called to something new and he was super supportive and just said you know, then you need to go with how you're feeling and You need to explore this option. And so for about two, three months, um, I did both. So I kept my former company and I kept my new company. And I thought, you know, I I can take some time. I can figure this out. I can see what feels right and and where, you know, where I want to be and go with it. So it took some time, but by October of that year, I knew that I was home. I knew I found my home and so i've been at home ever since (laughs) that's awesome so you just hit your three-year mark then i celebrated my third year anniversary in july Yep. awesome
0: so cool i love it that's and so brand new in the company i mean like the company is a baby still so the potential and the growth and all of that can just keep going and going and going so i love it that is so awesome so you said a couple things that i wanted to go back to you said the word discipline and that you were disciplined enough to make the calls. And you know, something that I find in any business, does not matter if it's network marketing or anything, that there has to be discipline in some way there. And so if you could speak to that a little bit, I'm sure you're coaching people in your organization all the time on this. And that it's probably something that I don't even know if it's talk. people talk about consistency. They talk about, you know, doing, but you have to have discipline in order to have consistency. And so kind of owning that word and doing that, would you speak a little bit more on some of the things that you would culture teach on in that space?
1: Well, I think, you know, it, it's definitely something that's not in your comfort zone. So okay. pick up a phone and call somebody who you you know, most of the time there are people i had never met before. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, Michelle and I had, so it was a little different. Um, but just that discipline, I mean, I remember when I, when I, a couple years prior to that, when I had to make my first phone call and I just totally messed up completely. <laughs> the gal hung up on me. Oh, <laughs> was terrible, no. And i just like laughing at myself and I'm like, I have to get through this, like, I have to push through this, even though it was uh, something I, just everything in my body didn't want to do it, but I knew at the same time, I had to face my fears, and I had to do it anyway,
0: yeah.
1: and I'm so, so glad I did. Every time I had to do that, um, there's just so much more doors of opportunity that open up to you, so, I learned that um, pushing myself and, and facing those fears was a good thing, even though it felt horrible at the time. And so that's what I tell my team. And, uh, you know, you have those things that really scare you, you've yeah. got to do it. Mm-hmm. Do it. Feel that fear and do it anyway is what one of my mentors taught me. That's what she said all the time. Feel the fear, fear
0: that and do it
1: anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love that
0: because, I mean, everything is, I mean, honestly, everything in our world is scary if we haven't tried it, right? Like, it, it there's just a level of fear, whether it's small or tiny or really, really big, and for some reason that... The phone is scary for us, even though we're touching it and always know where it is. Like it's like, but actually using it for what it was made for uh, can can sometimes be difficult, right? So, you know, I, I love thinking about um, you know the really the strongest leaders. I love some uh, listening to some of the uh, podcasts where I mean they're all focused on interviewing network marketers. You know, Eric Rory and um, Richard Blissbrook, I mean, both of their podcasts are so. Divine, awesome. I mean, I just love hearing some of the leaders and, you know, discussing their journey and you know their rise to the top and what they've done. And you know kind of one of the things that I love to hear is like what what are some things that like you you really couldn't uh, do this business without? And it could be, you know, a skill set that you've had or, uh, people or whatnot, but the, you know, the more detailed that you can get in that, maybe there's a couple things, three things or whatever that come to mind that you're like, I can't imagine, you know, if I didn't have this about myself. And I get that that may feel like it's ruling out other people for doing it, but like, it's not really every single thing that every strength that people have, everything that we have, um, you know, could be the reason why we're really good at what we do, you know? I mean, for me, um, to answer it even just for myself, is I one of my top strengths is strategy, you know, strategic. And I know that I know that I know that the reason that I climbed, you know, the ranks and um, in anything that I've ever done, I mean, I know that in my own companies, they don't have ranks, even though it'd be, I should have set up ranks for myself. It would have been more fun to, like, achieve them but I strategically figured out how to get there every single time uh, because I mapped out a plan no matter what it's like, Oh, we got to figure out the night. Let's strategically plan the night out, you know? So that's one of the things that I would throw out there to say that helped me in so many areas to be able to be strategic about asking the right people to jump on my team and, and uh, you know, nurturing the right relationships and, and all of that. So I'll hand it back over to you and, and, Share some of your thoughts on that space.
1: Well, I think the biggest thing that I saw for me personally um, was really, and I feel like it is a strength of mine and it's something that I'm passionate about and I love to teach my team about it. Um, you know, I, my, my um, biggest prayer is, and, and this was something that came to me about, five, well, now it's been eight years. Um, My biggest prayer has been to change lives through positivity, God's love and joy in my life, and to break cycles of abuse, negative mindset, and poverty thinking. And for me to be able to do that myself personally, I had to go on this journey of um, a positive mindset of how I talk to myself. I came from a very... um, I wanna say it, it was abusive, but I also want to say it was abusive um in a negative negativity space where I was told I couldn't do something. Um I also really had ingrained in me that poverty mindset. So that those that I really really had to work on yeah. to change to get to where I am today because I feel like, and I feel like, I meet so many people who feel the same way. It's like those those traits that were we were brought up with, those things that we were told. Um, how do you how do you get that tape out of your out of your head? So, I did take a class, which was phenomenal and life changing, and all about the same time that I met Michelle. Um, I took this. Uh, it was uh, an image class and so it was all about positive like speaking positivity over yourself and, and doing affirmations and so I really started that year on every day telling myself that um, you know I, I say everything from um, you know I'm an, I'm an amazing leader or I'll say stuff like um, my, one of my favorites that I started with, and I used to just have fun with it. I'd say, "I'm a money magnet, and money flows to me easily." <laughs> for me, it's hard to say that because money had such a stigmatism to it. Um, and there's nothing wrong with money. It's okay. It's good, and it can change people's lives. But I just couldn't accept that. I couldn't digest that for for a long time. Um,
0: but That's really, me when I was younger, I totally like. It's interesting because I've coached with many people, you know, on on different topics, and a lot of times they want to pull things out of you. Like, do you have some sort of like money story? You know, like what is your money story from your past? And um, although my family didn't have a ton of money, and I I have some of the craziest stories of times I thought we did, and it was just like, oh, we so didn't. But it's just like all I ever knew, and I don't like I I there's sometimes I just want to like dig into the history of everything I was ever said you know people said to me because I want to do the same for my kids because I didn't get a bad story in my mind but one story I got that I think really propelled me was I understood that the other people did have a nicer things and it was about things materialism but it, and now it's not as much that way, but I still see that, you know, it's very apparent when someone drives a newer car or they have nicer clothes or they just, they go on more vacations and that's not hard for them, you know, or it doesn't seem or appear to be. And so I knew there was a difference, although I didn't think I was in a bad spot when I was younger. I just knew that there was more out there. And my family, especially my dad, was always looking and wanting to achieve more and do more and help more and i know that that was implanted in me that there wasn't really ever an option to not do like there wasn't the option to not go to college like we went to college although there's piles of debt and i don't know my opinion about colleges now but um you know there wasn't that option to not succeed and not to be pushed and not to do even though my family didn't have that like i was the first one to graduate from college you know um There wasn't a surplus of funds all the time, but we had what we needed. But it's interesting as we think about this, and for everyone that's listening, I think it's a a valid thing and and kind of challenge to do is to look at what is your money story. And I know that we put this on other people a lot. Like I actually, it might even be like, sometimes our strength can also be our weakness, right? So for example, I am always like, well, more money's going to come like we can make more money and not in like a super like, oh, flippant way, you know, but kind of like, like we can always make more money. Like we can't always have this moment back. We can't always have this memory. We can't always have this thing. And so we'll make more money. And so I will project that sometimes on my team or people in my space to just be like, why are you so worried about that when? This future looks so bright, you know, and futuristic is one of my strengths too, you know, where so I can just like dream and dream and dream. And so, and so I'll even put my money story on them and, and almost, you know, it could, I guess, be looked at as a weakness, weakness in the, in the strength is that I'm sharing that money story like, oh, we can always make more, you know, and it's so like, well, maybe we need to save a little bit, you know, and not spend everything, you know, I'm definitely the spender. Uh, but I do hear a lot of times where. I will go to one of my leaders and they will give their money story to someone else on their team. And they'll be like, well, you know, she can't spend money on this because of that. Or she can't, or, you know, she's da, 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 whatever. Or like oh, they, they, this happened in their life. Or what. And it's like, you cannot, you can't do that to them. You have no idea what they would pay to have relief from this or change that or do this. I mean, Dina, like you were sharing about, you know, being so stressed out that you had, you know, you had hair loss. Well, going into this new business not only helped you have less stress, I mean, the idea of having to plan so hard to meet with one person sounds so stressful to me. But then also... Um, you know, the fact that it solved your, it solved a business problem and it solved a personal problem, not having, you know, so much stress also helped hair loss, but then also having a really great product that you loved and you fell in love with, um, more and more and more. So anyways, I, I totally jumped in on the money's part of it, but I know that is a big part of being able to like move out of that, being in that positive space and not directly going to the you know, negative, which would have been really easy for you. I know, like, we can use our past stories, you know, for good or bad. And if we can turn everything to the side of good without being, like, super annoying rose-colored glasses. <laughs> but sometimes that's not bad. That's not all bad. Um, you know, but to be able to turn that into a positive and use it to not only, like, educate other people, but able able to further our own story in our own life, I think is just just awesome. So did you have any others that kind of came to mind for you?
1: I think the other thing that I feel like I'm really um, great at is thinking outside the box. Like Mm. um, I love that about myself. I'm like okay and I and I love that about the refined you know I think Terry was saying like we're problem solvers. I love that. I'm like okay how can we solve this problem? Like I don't look at it with an obstacle or block i'm like okay what can i do to solve this what how can i help you know with my team how can we move forward how how can i help you um maybe like strategy too you know how can we do this what can we do that um gets you to that goal and i love seeing love seeing my team hit goals it's like the most amazing um just feeling to celebrate with them. Like I fully love the end of the month, the last day of the month. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, we get to celebrate. Yeah. And so I love that. I love being able to inspire people and help them, you know, achieve what their, the goals that they want to achieve. And, and I think another thing that of strength of mine is I, whether you're in my company or, you know, my lovely friend, uh, uh, Celeste, who makes quiche, I want to support you on your dream. What is it that you were called to do here on earth? Mm-hmm. I want to support you, to cherish you, and to celebrate with you in that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that, like, I, I I tell people all the time, I dream big, mm-hmm. and I pray bigger, and I just want to inspire people to do that, too. Mm-hmm. I love that I can already get a glimpse.
0: I mean, even when I first met you, but get a glimpse of your team culture. And I think that there's a power in having a really strong culture within your group, everything, every team is going to be a little bit different, you're going to have people branch off, you're going to have, you know, it's, it's growing pains. you know it's good growing pains it makes me sad like I'll have leaders that all of a sudden they start rising in the ranks and they start their own Facebook communities and start their own stuff you know and you're like oh you're my baby like come back you know but it's like you got to let them go off to college and go off to life you know and, and do their own thing and stuff and so I'm sure you've had that experience and I know but I'm just gonna throw an assumption in here that most people listening to this podcast are in the first start of, you know, their business, but there's growth and it's worth it. And you said something in the beginning, so now I'm getting kind of tangenty, but you said something in the beginning that you're like, I can work hard over here or I can work hard over here. You didn't say, I can work really hard over here or it could be really easy over here. It's like either way this is gonna be hard work, you know, like this isn't, we're not, you know, trying to sell you like a lottery ticket here. This is, it's still work. I mean, it's an awesome way to build residual income, income that comes in every month, no matter what. Um, but it's still hard work. And it's just a little bit different of a hard. Um, so now I don't even know what question I was asking. Oh, um more about uh, people kind of branching off and growing and like all that happening. I'm sure you have some stories kind of based around that. Would you, I would love if you shared just even some that have inspired you in your own organization.
1: Well, I think, yeah, just it's, it's been really incredible um, to kind of watch that happen. Um, I know just 2017 our company grew 700%. And it was just like, growing like a wildfire everywhere in Canada. I mean, I have so many amazing Canadian um, teammates, and I love my Canadian friends. And I just remember when we launched in Canada, um, uh, we launched in 2015, right after I joined. And I remember the day that I called my friend, I called her, um, and I didn't want to make the call, but I thankfully called my friend Shelley Hollister, and her son and my son played lacrosse together. And we met one weekend, one weekend at a, a lacrosse tournament that our boys played in together, and we became friends on Facebook. So that had been probably three or four years before that, and we just made that friendship. But I knew when we launched in Canada that I needed to go up and see her. And so I called her and I just said, hey, friend, I'd love to come up and see you, stay with you. She had a bed and breakfast. And we're launch- my company is launching in Canada. And I would love to just put on an event. Would you help me? And I remember she called me the next morning. She was like, hey, I don't know what it is you're doing. And I never do this network marketing thing. But I need to be involved. Like, oh she- my God. Cool. And so she's a founder now, too. Um, and then from that, I have uh, two, two additional gals that are from Canada that also became founder. And so it was really just such an amazing, because of that one person and that one connection. Uh, now, one third of my team is from that, just from that person. So it's, you know, you never know, like that phone call. Yes, that's crazy. <laughs> um but it was fun to watch them grow and now i have a, a gal who's on my team who's actually from canada and has surpassed me completely so she passed me a rank, and it's really just she's such a, an amazing leader and i learn from her all the time and i think that's the fun part is being able to learn from my leaders and be inspired by them and be challenged by them and it really to be honest, it helped me want to be a bit better leader myself. Mm-hmm. And how could I, you know, how could I um, help my team by being a better leader? And I know, um, you know, even though she has surpassed me, like she still needs me. Like, like yep. we don't really need each other so much skill wise. But just that support, just that, like, hey, friend, how's it going? Yes. What can I help you with? You know, how? And sometimes it's just a phone call. It's just like talking to each other, and you know, maybe solving a few problems together. But um, you know, I just I love that about um, you know my team growing, and and I love watching my leaders rise. And one gal on my team in particular who. Her uncle signed up, him and I worked together, and so I had no idea who she was. I'd never met her, it's just her her uncle and I worked together, and um, she all of a sudden out of nowhere became this just little gem in my organization, and started to naturally just, I mean, she's got great leadership skills, and just started building her business, and I'm like, who is this girl?
0: (laughs) Where People come out of the woodwork.
1: You know, like I, you know,
0: lots of times in network marketing, we tell people to make a hundred list, and you know, I have different variations of creating that list and why you'd want to do it, not just having these names to have these names, but I find more than not my leaders come from people I would have never even dreamed of, you know, happening, and it's crazy how quickly that is a thing, you know, and and then. You know, people that you're like, one of my gals on my team that still just shocks me is a gal that I went to high school with. We have had the same last name, Johnson, which was super common, right? But our lockers were next to each other because they went alphabetical by last name. And that's about it. Like, that's as far as our, like, friendship went. And it was like, if we happened to be at the locker at the same time. And we were friends on facebook you know so during a sampling event that we do with our company i sent out a sample to her and she signed up as a an advocate and i was like wait like did you know you signed up as an advocate you know like i was like questioning it and then now she's been at you know at a convention and you know teaches you know events on her own you know you just thinking you're like what is you know wow you know i mean like it never ceases to amaze me you know, people that I may have even judged to be like, oh yeah, she'll never do this. Or I would never approach because I don't don't want to be that creepy person. That's like, Hey, I know we haven't talked for 15 years, but you should really try out oil. Like that's not my jam. You know, I don't want to be that person ever, ever, ever. And I teach that a lot. So I know I shared this with you, Gina, and just letting the community know too. And I haven't really talked about this a whole lot yet on here is launching Um, a brand new, brand new course and community that will run uh, on a quarterly basis. Uh, The goal is that I think I'll probably be doing some private ones. I've had some people already kind of knock on my door to say, we want a private one just for our, you know, our group, our industry, whatever. And uh, this online community is called Contagiously Confident. And it hit me so crazy is, have you, you ever heard the statement like, you know whatever comes natural to you is what you should be teaching or educating people on right and you may not even think you need to charge for it and i swear to you that i said this to people all the time realizing that i had something in me that i just was like oh that can't be taught and that was confidence and i really did not think that could be taught i was like you either got the self esteem when you were younger you got the things to create who you were or you didn't and and maybe you could learn it on your own, but it wasn't something someone else could teach you. Well, so I was uh, asked to do a sermon with my pastor and it was all for women, right? And so it's on the podcast, it's an episode. He Let me put the sermon up so that people could hear it. Um, but basically we went through, what do women need to hear? And so the, the previous week had been, what do men you know, need to hear? And you know, as I listened to that, I realized, wow, women need to hear that they're enough. And I started thinking about it even deeper and we, we went into the confidence piece of it. And it's like, wow, a woman that is confident doesn't need to hear that. And I'm not saying like anything wrong with you if you need to hear that, because I'm telling you, you're enough, right? But I wanted women to not have to hear it, like women to already know that they're enough. And one thing we went through In this sermon was about how God gives you your confidence. He's the one that designed you to be you. And when you, when you really find out, you know, who you are, you know, based on I love going through strengths or any sort of test you want to take, but to be like, this is who I am, like, I'm going to dive into this more that's who God designed you to be. And that's where your confidence comes from. So your confidence doesn't come from being like, Hey, I love your blue eyes or, you know, your hair looks beautiful. Like it doesn't come from all of that, no matter how much we want it to come from our clothes or our whatever. It's like, it's, it's like neatly in us. It was, that's who we were designed to be. So anyways, fast forward. I'm giving you this whole glimpse of this, Dina, but um, it's basically, awesome. you know, yeah, so basically, it's like, well, what things can we put in the foundation of our business and our life that we're pulling up out of who we already are to give us enough confidence that not only do we have enough confidence to you know, take that next step and, and to do the sale and to market ourselves and to share our story, but then for it to be contagious, that you are bringing more people into your world, positive, right? On the positive side. And what does that look like? It doesn't look like creepy Facebook messages and, you know, spamming on your social media. That's not what this looks like, you know, but it's sharing your life and sharing what's going on. And, you know, and there's so much more to that. So anyways, I launched that and it's been so fun. And I launched it because, and I know you could speak into this as well, Dina, is that one of the reasons why people stop this business or they fail in it, I mean, and fails a big, strong word, but it's true. It's out there, you know it's, it's fail in it or or just simply stop, which is also somewhat of a fail um, on the decision or the whatever, is because they haven't fully stepped in. To the sales portion of this. Regardless of who you are or what you think, this is sales, no matter what. Everything you do in life is sales. I mean, getting my kids to put on their shoes, you know, like everything I do, you know, is selling them on the idea that this is good. And I think sales has such a bad rap in so many ways. Like, oh, I don't want to be a salesperson or I don't want to sell to my friends and family. It's like, why not? Like, Dina, if you could help your mom and your sisters and, you know, your relatives and all of that with their hair. Like, we know, like, I'm wearing a hat, like, right now because I don't like my hair right now. You know, like, that's what we're talking. Like, the hair is a big deal to women, you know? And so I love that I wore a hat and didn't wash my hair the day I was interviewing you. (laughs) That (laughs) just makes irony in that you are you
1: are enough that's the thing yes you're right yep I didn't even think
0: about it yep oh um, it's so funny anyway okay. so I'm sure you've had this or you've experienced this yourself or with other people that getting over that like sales piece you know might be some like language that you've had to use or maybe it's something you've had to coach someone else on is there something you could shed some wisdom on either a story you have personally or with a team member um that could help those listening that are maybe struggling in that sales
1: spot. Yeah. I know for me personally, I don't, I never, you know, I'm one of those classic and I think it's most of us. I don't want to be the sale pushy sales type and I don't like that. I, I really want to be genuine. And so, you know, my focus is, and this is what I tell my team too, is, you know, be authentic, be yourself but make that connection and you just never know like you just never know the connections that you're building with people um it it might it might be that they don't need your product or your service for a year an entire year I've built relationships and connections with people you know two years ago that all of a sudden decided hey I need your product and and have called me and want to order from me Mm -hmm. and it's they know i'm here they you know i've built enough of a uh presence through social media through just who i am in general just being my authentic self that people know um what i what i offer and so i think you know i worked hard to build that at the beginning um And now I'm kind of reaping those rewards. But one of the things I always tell my team is you just never know when it's the right time for them. And it has to be about them, not about you. Mm -hmm. And so um, you build that connection, you build that relationship, you share that sample, um, you share that cup of coffee, but do that with the mindset of getting to know them um, being there genuinely for them and not thinking about the whole entire time what you're going to get out of it.
0: Right. Um, or what you need to say in order for them to decide a yes. Yeah. Like that's yeah. another
1: thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I think just being so authentic and just being, you know, yourself is, is the best asset that you have and I do have to say something on the whole I am enough thing Yeah, I love that and I feel like this last in this last year that's what God's been communicating to me and mm-hmm. telling me Dina you're enough and it like, like makes me want to tear up but it's so true and I think we we need to hear that we don't have to uh, you know have everything put together I, I remember when I was in my former company and I didn't have you know, my beautiful. Like now, I get to drive the beautiful Cadillac. I've had it for two years, and it's awesome. It's you know heated seats and steering wheel. Oh my gosh, it's like a dream. But when I when I was in the heat of of working my business, I had a little crappy Honda Civic that was a stick shift that was beat up. The seeds were like mess. I mean, I'm not kidding you. I think back to that those days and, and they were so, I remember God saying you, you don't need to have that, to have this. You are enough. You just go out with who you are.
0: Yeah. I love that. You're so right. We, my hubby and I, we took 2018, uh, the goal was uh, debt free, you know, with our house, there's a little, exception, ah! right? you know, but really focusing on that. And, and you know, if, if it doesn't entirely happen in the next month and a half, it, it, it doesn't happen. But that was our goal of working towards that piece of it. And whether we do or not, or it's totally enough, you know, and when you brought up the car thing um, I made a conscious decision not to get a new car, even though every part of me wanted a new vehicle, um and i'm like i deserve it right i can afford it um i'm like no we said we were gonna debt- be debt free we can't be debt free with a car payment like that's not a thing and if we can't pay for it we can't pay for it you know but you said something that i wanted to touch on and then we should wrap up because i told you we were going to be like 30 minutes and now we're like oh an hour no big deal um so i love talking to your sister yeah i know i'm like we could keep going and going probably will. so you said the right time for them and not for you And I think this is a good reminder for anyone at any level in any business. Mm -hmm. Um, If you don't have a business right now and you're listening to this, like, praise you. Awesome. Like, clearly you want to be in some sort of business, so jump on board. Um, But more than likely you're, you're in some type of business. And so... This was a learning, like seriously learning process for me to get this in my head, right time for them and not for you. Because in, even in my former businesses and you know, even in some of my current businesses, I've had that feeling of, oh, I have a goal or I need to pay a bill or and that it becomes in desperation. And, and the, the thing I need and keep saying to myself is that I'm in this for the long haul. Like I'm not going anywhere. So when someone needs my product or wants the business side of it, like I'll be here. If that's a year from now, Hey, I'll be here. I'll, I'll be in a different rank and you're going to have to run a little bit faster to catch up, but like I'll be here, you know? <laughs> and so it's, if it's the right time for them in a year, sweet, but I'm going to keep showing up consistently with discipline, right. To do that. And, and, and yeah, be that person that isn't jumping, that isn't dabbling. And we talked about this a little bit in the beginning, and I just wanted to touch on it again, that everyone has their story. Everyone has that journey. You being in another company prior helped you get to where you're at now. Me being in you know, other companies and um, not within network marketing but just in business help me build my toolbox of resources and things I, I know I don't want ever again or I know that I do want now. It just all helps us. So I'm not shaming anyone that has maybe jumped around in a network marketing space but I do want to share. If, if you you're right now not certain you're in the right spot find it. Like Don't wait, you know, search for it, you know, interview people like it's like, it's your job because it is. And so having a powerful upline, someone that sponsors you into the company is a big deal. Understanding that you not only love the product. You get to know it, but you also love the company. That's so important. And, I, and not enough people really, really dive into that. And to be honest, when I first bought a kit of oils, I had no idea. But as I started learning and learning and learning, I fell in love with it. And so just making sure you're not hanging your hat on a company that maybe you do not connect with completely. Because when it, at the end of the day the company that you're with is still the person that gets to make all the decisions for stuff. So making sure that you've got the right connection and that sponsor, knowing your, maybe one of your best friends does the business, but is she the right person to lead you in your team? That might not be the right, you know? So either you're reaching higher, I could keep going on and on about this. I feel blessed. And I know Dina, clearly you have a great uh, upline and, you know, being a founder and all of that stuff, but, I feel so blessed that my next door neighbor who happens to be one of my very best friends is who sold me on some oils and she's, you know, up a higher rank than I, and we'll keep going. And, you know, our, our lineage up above is so strong. It's powerful to be a part of that. They're not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. And so right time for them, not for you. Such a huge aha uh-huh, and takeaway on that Dina. So I hope that everyone is hearing and listening to that. So as we wrap up, I'd love if you could just speak to, uh, you know, if it's Dina from three years ago, or if it's someone just starting out on this journey and maybe they're thinking, what am I doing? Or they've, they've got some sort of thing happening in their brain. Like, what do you want to tell them, you know, really to encourage them, um, you know, on this journey?
1: I think I would just have to say, um, to allow yourself to dream big. I mean, I know it's kind of cliche, but I did, I I wanna be honest, I did have um, a gentleman speak this over me and and at the time I was serving um, at a really nice, beautiful hotel here in Spokane. And he was my god angel in a, in the form of a businessman. Yeah. And I remember so, and it's my favorite table at the restaurant when I go there on my birthday. I always want to sit at table 251 because it's my dream big table. I love but it. Gentlemen. I love um, that. That's a true server. Like remembering
0: the table number. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Anyways, gentlemen. Yeah.
1: But I remember, so this night, this particular night, I had been learning about how, with my company, my former company, how to treat people. How to make that person that's sitting at my table the most important person in that room. And I was putting that into place because it was a safe space for me. And I'm telling you, my tips went up that night. I was rocking it. I wasn't thinking about everything else. I just gave that person that 30 seconds of just time on them and this man had been watching me this that that night he was uh, an older gentleman and he had been um, observing what I was doing and he told me he goes you're you're a really great server and I said oh, thank you that's so nice you know people had told me that but um and then I'll never forget he was the last table that night and um, he he was kind of wrestling when I brought him the check. And, and I was saying about, you know, have a good night. Do you need anything else? And he goes, he goes. I never do this. He goes, this is so out of my character. He's like, but I need to tell you something. I need to tell you to dream big. And whatever it is that you're doing, you need to continue going for it. And literally, I started bawling at this level just crying my manager saw me crying and she was like walking over she's one of my besties today started walking over and was like about ready to reprimand him <laughs> oh, he just told me to dream big and it was the sweetest thing ever and so that's what i really want to tell people please whatever it is if you have a dream you're worth you're worth putting that into motion. You're worth putting taking those steps forward and just trying it out. See where the puzzle pieces fit. See what connections that you can make. And dream big and pray bigger with God because He's gonna, He's He's gonna be right there alongside of you. He is the CEO of my company. And I just love being in business with him.
0: Oh, I love it. Okay, so this is, I love when things like bookend. So when I was introducing you, I brought up your purse, and I brought up your big jacket, and your purse says dream big on it. So there's no, like, I just love that. And so your husband, to get into this a tiny bit, so you and your husband own, like, kind of paint and sit business, correct?
1: Well, it's kind of fun. We, we, we don't actually own it. We're just contracted by the owners. Oh, cool. But I met the owners at the restaurant. I served them. I took care of them. Uh-huh. And all at the same time, this was in um, 2015. August of 2015 is when we, we started with Quirks, with our company, Quirks and Chemist Events. Um, I took care of the owners. They loved my service said, we love you, we're looking to bring our business here, they're in Seattle, they wanted to bring it to Spokane, we're looking for someone just like you, would you want to be an event coordinator and help us, and I was like, yes, I love drinking wine, and I love (laughs) (laughs) Uh, painting. and I love it, and I love it because uh, we had such great conversation, and then as they were checking out the hotel that day, they came up to me, and they're like, okay do you know any local artists? Do you have any friends who are artists? We really need the artists' art. And I said, I actually live with an artist. And they said, what? And I was like, my husband's an artist. And they said, oh my gosh, we hit the jackpot. Like, <laughs> they were so excited. And what I love, 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 is that my husband, he's been in the engineering field for the last, uh, well, how my kids are, so 21 years, um, and but he was an art major in college. And so because of us doing this, because of me saying yes to this, he now is showing his art in local wineries all around Spokane. He's got contracted to do um, uh, uh, paintings for a local... Um, coffee shop here so he's actually got paid money for his art and his art his look he's dreaming big now and he has his own um online presence and he has his own instagram and he's doing his little side hustle (laughs) i love that That that's so fun i love that he gets to walk in his dream too and i've been able to help inspire him and now that um you know he's still working his regular job but we're you know we're working on where we can get to a point that he'll just get to do art all day long actually his dream is to take care of the grandbaby and do art like (laughs) that's oh that's
0: awesome that's (laughs) awesome I love it oh this has been so beautiful Dina so if people want to find you um what's the best uh place to go website social media
1: I um, I'm on uh, Facebook, so my name is Dina Budano. D E E N A B is in boy. U D is in doll. A N O. I'm also on Instagram. I love Instagram. It's one of my favorite bases. And I'm just the letter D Budano on Instagram. So I love to connect. Love friends, and I would love to help inspire you to dream big too.
0: Love that. Thank you so much, Dina. And thank you for everyone that's listening. If you're listening to this right now as it's going live here in the next week or so, Contagiously Confident is opening up on November 26th. Yay, you can grab up your spot. Um, we have I'm I'm only going to allow 30 people because I'm doing a lot of hands-on and we already have quite a few coming in just from an email and a couple social media posts so it's exciting it's fun it's definitely like my heart is all there and so um, and then if you're listening to this as a recording later on, uh, we'll probably are in the midst of a relaunch, uh, for our second or third or wherever you're listening to this, uh, episode. So again, thank you for hanging out. We're going to have more and more leaders in this network marketing space to come on and inspire you. I think this was so inspiring. Thank you, Dina, just to hear the stories of, you know, people in everyday life moving into a a bigger life and and dreaming big and growing and opening up doors um, that uh, truly God can help open. And so I'm, I'm loving, loving, loving this. So thank you for tuning in. Check out Contagiously Confident. We'll have it all in the show notes. Bye, guys.